first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Welcome to the 52 Weeks Podcast. I feel like I got a broadcaster's voice because Melody gets a broadcaster's voice and I was trying to copy her. <laughs> we can broadcasting voices. Right? It like, gets a little bit deeper. Um, but how has your guys' week been? Um, not good. Not a good week. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. What else do you want to know? <laughs> um, so, I feel you. I feel like this last week was just one of those that you're like, I'm like, I was in such a good routine. And then it was like, one day, I just stopped doing one thing. And it spiraled me. And I don't want to be an all or nothing person, but I still am. So, anyways. Um, but let's talk about, um, I want to hear something that brought, so Chris Hollifield, I was listening to one of his podcasts last night, and he asked a question that I loved. He said, what is bringing you joy right now? So, I want to ask you guys that. That's a good question. I when when you say that, there's this part of me that's like, okay, what is bringing me joy right now? And I actually kind of reflect on my gratitudes at night and what went well in the day. And um, for me, what's still going well, or what I'm, what is bringing me joy right now? I would say it has brought me joy to. Like yesterday, coaching, I got a coach Melody yesterday, and that like that actually really did bring me joy just to be able to kind of shift my attention to somebody else because <laughs> I had an interesting day yesterday, and so I'm just grateful I was able to like move my attention towards something and helping somebody else and, and sort of just being there for someone else was just a really, I think, helpful practice for me, uh, and that brought me joy. I think it also brought me joy um, this past week to to sort of take moments. I feel like there's been some really joyful moments with my husband in the last week where I've just felt connected to him. There was a time where he literally was walking out the door and I just was so grateful that, that he's in my life and that I have him and that he's just his funny little self and he's great. It's just so himself. And I, I appreciate that, that he, he's very sure of who he is. And I think that that's been a really powerful experience for me to see somebody be so, so sure of themselves. And I think that that's just been a joy for me is to watch sort of David and I and our love and, and our relationship change and evolve. That's been a joy to me lately. So, um, there's a couple of mine. And I think I'm finding more joy in 
I went to a bread class last Thursday, maybe last Wednesday, and I tried making bread the next day in a different way. And I had a very successful experience. And then I tried it again yesterday and did not have a successful experience. So, you know, that's life. <laughs> but those are my joys. I love hearing that because, like, really, when I heard this question, because he asked specifically outside of work, what brings you joy? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> what is bringing me joy right now? Because I look back to last week and I didn't do anything that brings me joy. But then when the week before, I was like, oh, I went to Lagoon with my friends. And it wasn't necessarily Lagoon, but it was hanging out. But I think it, it's a good reminder that if you aren't doing the stuff that brings you joy, like that's I mean men are that they might have joy right you know and like Melody and I we we haven't ran in person for a bit and that was even though I it was a struggle for me on our run yesterday it was like fun it was beautiful outside it was fun to chat and like this brings me joy you know but I think that I had a real realization yesterday of I'm not doing the things that bring me joy in life right now I'm questioning that because I'm like, I have watched you over the last week, especially since the podcast coalition. I'm like, and maybe that's not, that's work related, but I'm like, that brings you a lot of energy, a lot of joy and a lot of creativity. So that's interesting, right? Well, yeah, but like, that's, that's what I'm thinking about is that anything I would have said would have been work related. And I think that I need to make sure that I'm having, like podcasting brings me so much joy, right? But I need to be making sure that I'm having stuff outside of work. So. so for me personally, I would rather be in your shoes where I'm having way more fun at just at work than I am at <laughs> work. Obviously. I'm just gonna tell you right now, like that's people's life's goal, Steph, right there. Like you are literally stating what people wish their lives were. So let's just not overlook that for a second. Okay. Well say that's that that makes me feel better. But um, Melody, what brings you joy? Besides uh writing Riding with you last night is that always brings me joy. I always wake up Monday morning so happy because I know we're going to run together. Um, and I'm just going to say running, running and Jacob and my family. Those things bring me joy. I love running. And I did spend a lot of time with family this weekend. So my grandparents had a mission farewell. They're going to Nauvoo next month. So we went to their mission farewell and my family is very musically inclined and, and they got up and one person was on the cello, one person was on the piano. And then my uncle and his family, they sang this beautiful um, hymn arrangement. And it was like all the harmony parts and it just was so pretty. And I was like, so proud of my family in that moment. And, um, and then we came back to my grandparents' house and we just, it reminded me of when I was a kid, like we used to get a, uh, grandma and grandpa's house for dinner and we'd play in the backyard and me and I I'm the oldest cousin on both sides of the family so all my cousins are like little babies and we went in the backyard and we played we made up this game I was not going to go here but anyways I'm as I'm talking I'm like oh this brought me so much joy but we made up this game called um monkey villain where I was the monkey villain I was like the zookeeper and they were all little monkeys and they were trying to get to one end of the yard and that was like the banana tree and if I tagged them then they had to get a gel and then they had to like tag each other out of gel and it was like 
it was just so funny because I was like, I'm gonna stop you monkeys. And they were like acting like monkeys and we were just like screaming and running around the yard. And that was the best moment of the week. That was so fun. It was just fun to like be a little kid and play with little kids and get outside and run around. And I definitely was like, oh, I am not like as agile and fast as I was in high school. Like I was so, <laughs> I was exhausted afterwards, but um, it was really fun. So that was my happiest moment of the week. And I agree, like when I am playing, that's why I love, love, love murder mystery dinners because it's just play, right? And like, there's just something about, I'm not as good as you are of like creating a game and playing with kids. Like that's not my strength, but with adults, I love to play, right? And there's just something about like being a kid again. Yeah. Amen. Playing is the best. That's, I feel like that's something my my siblings are really good at I feel like I feel like when we get together um we all like revert back to 12 year olds and it's it's really fun <laughs> um but that's interesting I never considered myself like good at playing with little kids I always thought that I was bad with little kids but I'm like mm, maybe I am okay with little kids. yeah monkey villain it sounds like you're okay I, I just <laughs> was reminded of so at my um parents house I had forever on a wall this quote that said, you can learn more about a person in an hour of play than a, in a lifetime of conversation. And I think it was by like, I love or that. But that is fantastic. But I even like attribute that to sports. Like that's why I love, I'm not athletic, but I loved my family having a family soccer team because we were doing something together. When I did, got my friends together and played soccer, like it, you're playing, like you aren't sitting and talking about the woes of the week or even the good things of the week. But there's just something about that nonverbal, um, like play. Yeah. Well, even in the family proclamation, it talks about doing wholesome recreational activities, right? Oh, that's a good point. In my own classroom, when I was a teacher, my favorite time was to play. So that was my favorite. I tried to incorporate play into my classroom. And one of the things that my students loved best, I did this my last year, is that we would, we would go on Wednesday walks. So Wednesday after, it was my fifth period after lunch, even though they had just had lunch, they're like, let's go for Wednesday walk. And so we would, we would normally do it normally at the end of the period, at the end of the class, but we would go on a Wednesday walk and we would walk around the building and it ended up being this time where I just kind of got to see them in their own natural elements, which is hilarious. But just which are the kids who run around and like act like nut, nuts, little children. And we're like not nuts, but just like the kids who are just like running around. Like yeah. crazy. And then there's the kids who are just like walking slowly. And there's just it's interesting to see how they even move at in that situation you can learn a lot from just a kid in that way and i actually had my students we got the little you know the fun i don't know if you guys remember this from your childhood but there was the the huge tarp thing that was colorful it was a circle and you would like mm -hmm. go, up and go inside and like oh yeah we totally played with those my one day i got them from the gym and from the p teachers and we like went out and played with them and 
we just did it for fun. People are like, well, what's the purpose? I'm like, it's just, it's just not, there's no purpose. The purpose is fun. The purpose is to play. And I just found that there were things that students, there was one story that comes to my mind. It was the last day of the school year and we were all playing in the gymnasium, like just random kids. I was playing basketball, doing assists, throwing the basketball back to them and things like that while they were playing at the basket. And there was this one girl that I was getting to play that was getting to like shoot shots. And one of the teachers afterwards told me, she said, that is like the first time this whole year I've seen that girl smile. And I was, and I I think it was just because it wasn't, it was out of the element. It wasn't in the classroom kind of a thing. And so, you know what I mean? Things like that, that you got to remember that play is really important for all of us, no matter our age. It is. And that's why that question, like, it took me a long time to be like, okay, outside of work, what's bringing me joy? Because I just had an amazing day with podcasts and like everything and it like it reminded me that I need to make sure that I'm having these times that are are fun but fun in the way that I enjoy right like there's so many things if I'm going skydiving or whatever that's not bringing me joy that's bringing me terror and that's not fun to me you know like (laughs) but the ways that I find joy and the two weekends ago, I went to Lagoon with my friends, and it was so much fun because Rattlesnake Rapids, no one was on because it was cold. Like, so no one was on. So we just kept on, like, going and getting back in, and we were just, um, it was so much fun. We were getting drenched and stuff and just, like, good, good times, right? And then we went into the log tube and got even more drenched, and we were so cold, and we're like, why do we do this? But it was just a blast, and... Um, and then I was like, you know what, next time, because at Rattlesnake Rapids, you can bring quarters and squirt people. And I'm like, that's going to bring me, that's going to be so much fun next time to see people's reaction. <laughs> Just like silly stuff like that. Most adults aren't like, oh, let's bring a bag of quarters and just sit there for an hour and squirt people. But I actually think it will be a lot of fun. So I love the just like little things that are out of your everyday routine, because that's really what provides that joy that's one reason I love you Steph you're so fun I'm always on a search for adult friends who will do fun things (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one reason that Utah Podcast Coalition is so fun and I love the ideas you come up with Steph like like having different mascots people dress up in outfits people are dancing I think people love to come and play and I feel like that's a a community of people who um like to play I don't think I mean I think everybody likes to play but I do think some people like to play more than other people Mm -hmm. I think podcasters are the kind of people who like to play and I think that's one reason people enjoy the coalition no it's definitely Steph's superpower is to bring like laughter and like a lightness I feel like she brings Mm -hmm. a lightness to things and so that's definitely true of Steph and I I would actually say that you know our our efforts to play and to, because for me, Steph, you telling me you got, you went on that, like sounds miserable. Rattlesnake <laughs> like I hate being cold. I hate it. Like with a bend, like a deep, deep, deep part of my soul. So you guys going on those rides, I'd have been like, I'll be here with the quarters. <laughs> that sounds fun. Getting wet sounds 
horrible. And not everyone thought it was fun, but I loved it because when do you get to go back to back three times on a ride? Yeah. That's a good point. I think it's all about like what what brings you joy in that. But for me, I'm more of the person who's sitting here going, I'll be here when you guys come back. That's <laughs> like, see you later. <laughs> see? And and that's the thing. If you were doing anything with heights, I'm that person too. Or like even some roller coasters. And so I think it's okay that we have stuff that other people find that bring them joy that don't bring you joy, you know? Yeah, that's what makes it interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, okay, so this is kind of a funny thing, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but maybe there's some judgment in me that I need to. Well, okay, let's be honest. There's a lot of judgment in me that I need to uh, work on. (laughs) But there's some things like how how do I word this? There's some things that people think are fun, and it like almost it makes me angry. I'm like, that is just insane that that's fun to you, like strategy games and sudoku and crossword puzzles <laughs> and like puzzles like like someone's like my my sister-in-law and my brother love like giant puzzles and they buy like these thousand piece crazy puzzles and they're like let's like put a puzzle together tonight and i'm like how in the world is that fun to you i do not understand that and my mom loves sudoku i think that's like miserable it, like, heck for me would be like sit in this room and play Sudoku for the rest of eternity. I love Sudoku. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, but I mean, so true of the people love puzzles and other people that's like, oh my gosh. So, like, isn't it cool that we just sort of find our people too that have similar things that bring them joy or I don't know I was talking I have a friend staying with me until her place is built and it's actually been that's something that's brought me joy is to be able to like talk to her every night it's fun to have like a big long sleepover you know for these weeks and we started talking and we're like oh my gosh we didn't realize what nerds we are but we love biographies so she's telling me about Milton Hershey and his stuff and I'm telling about the the people I've read about in biographies and we're just like nerding out for hours about a bunch of dead people and their biographies where a lot of people that's not their jam you know like so I don't know I just I do think that there's so many simple things to bring joy and when you start looking for it you're like oh yeah this and this and this and this Mm. Yeah, I'm so fascinated, Steph, by the direction that this question took us. Like, it took us down a direction of play, and I just don't think I expected that from that question of, like, what brings you joy? I don't know. This is just a really fun discovery, even in our own conversation. Well, I know. I I didn't expect it to go. Part of this is, A, I'm not prepared for today. We didn't have a challenge, so I just was going to let things go wherever they go. But, um, Tracy, you've been saying something recently that sort of caught my ear where you've been saying, like, you were talking about the violin and you're like, I think I'm, I think I'm attracted to the violin, but what's the other word that you use? So it's attraction versus, so I'm sorry, it's, it's, um, admiration versus attraction. 
So, so tell us about that. I'm, I'm, yeah. So I learned this actually from, I learned this from Brooke Snow in my last call with her last week, and it just totally stuck with me. It's brilliant. But the idea is when you're looking at things in your life, you notice what you admire. So I admire violin players. I admire people who can play string instruments. And I recognize that it's admiration and it's not really attraction. I'm not really attracted to it per se. I'm more um, in admiration of it. There is a little bit of attraction for me regarding the violin a little bit, but it's not very strong. So I, I feel more attractive. It's like, what other instruments do I feel more attracted to versus I feel admiration for? So it's just in life, what are you doing that's actually that you're attracted to, you're drawn to versus what you admire? And becoming aware of the difference between those two because that can guide you towards things that might bring you joy or that could be hobbies that you could enjoy in your free time, but that you don't actually have to like become the best at. You could be really bad at it, but you could still enjoy it. It could bring you joy. Interesting. Melody, do you have anything as she, she was talking that you're like, oh, I admire that and I'm attracted to that? That just blew my mind. Right? And I'm like blacking my brain for, okay, what am I attracted to versus what am I, what do I admire? And I, I mean, as you bring up string instruments, I feel like that's something that I could say too. I, I had a lot of friends like in orchestra in high school and I always went to their concerts to support them. And I always thought it was really cool, but I never had like a desire to learn how to play the cello or learn how to play the violin. But I thought it was really cool. Um, same thing with people who are really intelligent. Like I, I don't like, um, like calculus and like being accountant. I think that would be terrible, but I see other accountants. I have a sister-in-law who's an accountant. Um, and I admire her. I think it's really awesome. I think I really admire people who are good at things that I'm not good at. And I, I, I appreciate them. Right. I'm like, that's, I like, I can't do that. That's really hard for me. And I think it's really cool that you can do that. Um, but I don't know. I think it gets complicated when like, like those are really easy things to distinguish. Right. But I think it can get complicated. And now I'm just questioning like everything I'm doing in my life. I'm like, Oh man, do I admire sponsored athletes or am I, am I attracted to that life? Um, I don't know. That's something that I have to chew on. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot more thinking to do around that thought, but that, that blew my mind. That's really interesting. So if we break that down a little bit, what, like, cause there are some gray areas, even as I'm thinking, so like admiration different than attracted. So like admiration is something that like, you're like, oh, that's really cool, but you actually don't want to do. Is that right? So yeah, I, I would say admiration is like, oh, I admire that about a person, but I, I would never do that. That's like not something I would my I my I myself would go do. I admire that in the person, but it's not something that I'm actually drawn to. I'm drawn towards. Okay, because as I was like thinking, like I really admire people that can decorate cakes. I think that that is the coolest thing. 
I really admire people that are eloquent speakers. Like, I had a guy yesterday that I was like, thank you. I'm not going to have to edit anything that you just said. Like, props to you. Whereas myself, uh, especially when I'm talking to people that intimidate me, I stumble over my words. Um, so, like... I admire those. I do admire people that go skydiving. I do admire my dad that goes canyoneering, but I am not attracted to that. I do admire people that have the courage to go on the cannibal because I do not admire that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not attracted to that. Yeah. So I don't know. I was interesting, but then I was thinking like, what am I attracted to? I'm attracted to Paddleboarding, campfires, um, running, hiking, um, like boating, public speaking, you know, like, so it's just interesting to sort of see the different things that you're drawn to. See, and that's one that I think most people admire public speakers, but they're not attracted to public speaking. I admire you, Steph, for, for, for being attracted to public speaking. And when you get up and speak, I'm like, I, I admire you. I think that's awesome. So, well, because it, it has been something that I've been attracted to forever, you know, like, but I don't do very often. So I think that this is a cool thing of, because I, I've felt that before where, so I remember I took one year, this huge group to my parents' cabin um, for a weekend. And I realized... I do not like hosting big groups for a whole weekend. Like, that was something right there. I stopped and I never hosted another big group for a weekend. And I think that was something that I admired, like when people did, because it is fun, but I really wasn't attracted to it because it's a lot of work. And everyone was asking me, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? And like, I just was like, no, this isn't worth it to me. I am also attracted to speaking. That's so interesting to me, like to hear, because I, I like, like I'm attracted to being a speaker. I'm not, I don't admire it. it. I admire it, but I also am attracted to it. Like I know the difference between those two things, but I also find it interesting when you talked about, yeah, this weekend that I, this weekend trip, oh, I admire people who do that, but actually I do not want to do that. And I only feel like you probably got the clarity around that by doing it. Yeah, well, and I did it a ton. And every time afterwards, I was like, I don't love this. But I love doing small dinners that people leave after a few hours. But I don't want to host people for an entire weekend, you know, like a big group because it's just it's exhausting. So and Tracy, when we did that speaking event years ago, like that was such a high. And I mean, I really haven't like spoken at anything. I mean, we speak at the coalition, but like not anything to the size of that event. Um, and that was so much fun. I mean, Melody, like we got together and we practiced our speeches. And then we had this guy who, I wish I knew who he was because he was like the best at like making our speeches, um, like refining them. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. And I'm trying to remember his name, but I, I don't remember his name. I would love to like interview him now. But anyways, like that was such a high. And I like practiced my my speech in front of my dad and my mom. And I don't know, like it was just, it was so much fun. 
Yeah. And then we had like kind of a fake audience, to be honest. Uh (laughs) We were all there to support each other in creating audio and video for our own efforts. And so they all were like this awesome audience. And so we did our thing and then they like give us a standing ovation. Yeah. It was, it was a really cool experience and one in which I feel like I need to get back to that. Like I have felt that draw back to, Hey, you need to start speaking again. You need to start doing that. So it's good that I'm having my own event so that I'm creating that experience, but I also just need more experience with that. So that's kind of interesting that this is the direction I'm now talking about regarding this. (laughs) (laughs) Something that's coming to mind for me is I have enjoyed speaking in the past, but I'm, I don't know. I'm starting to question everything about myself. I'm just in this like questioning everything like phase right now. Um, But there have been times where I've enjoyed public speaking, but I wonder if it's just because I was like, oh, like everybody's looking at me. And then afterwards, everybody said, congratulations. And then I typed (laughs) me. I'm like, is that what I liked about it? Or did I actually like preparing the talk and getting up in front of people? And, and I'm not, I'm not sure, but, but I, I think, I think that I don't enjoy it. <laughs> and I think that in the past when I said I did enjoy it, I think it was just me enjoying the attention and the external validation really. Yeah. No, I think it's fascinating to sort of think about what we admire and what we're attracted to. Because yeah. it, it gives you a concrete thing to be like, okay, do I really, do I really like this? Yeah, it is interesting. And I think it takes away any guilt if you don't like it. It's like, hey, you can just admire this. Like, you don't have to be attracted to it. It's okay. Yeah, I think it takes the pressure off. Like, you don't feel like you have to be good at this or you have to spend your time doing this thing. Um, I think, did I share this quote with you guys yesterday? I, I don't know if I did, but there's a quote. I think it was from James Wamsley. He's a runner. Um, but he said, in life, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I love that quote so much. I'm a big believer that you can do anything you set your mind to, but you have to choose where you're going to spend your time, right? You can't because it's impossible to do everything. So I, I think that's a good way to, if you are the kind of person, I, I feel like you both are the kind of people that where you want to do everything right. Um, and maybe you kind of feel that pressure to do everything. Um, I think that's a good way to, to take things off your list, you know, of things that you want to do and and just realize like, no, that's something that I don't actually want to do, but I'm going to appreciate people who, who do it. Yeah. And I think there's seasons too, right? Because like, I really do love hosting people, but right now, I don't care to, and I probably won't for a couple months because I'm really working on my routine and it's hard to have people over when you're going to bed at 8.30 and kick everyone out. Like that's just not my personality, right? And so I think I think it's good to realize like, hey, I'm just in the admiration stage right now for hosting. And that attraction probably will come back, but it's not there right now. And that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you made that point step. I love that you talked about seasons because that's 100% true of all of our lives, that there are times where we're not attracted 
we're attracted to certain things. And then other seasons of our lives where we're not attracted to the same thing we were once drawn to. So that's definitely, we are dynamic beings and we don't stay the same as much as we think we do. We, we change and things change and circumstances change such that, such that things that were once attractive are no longer attractive. Yeah. So I like in pivoting a little bit, I want to talk about, so we have been four months in the year. So I want to talk about, you know, were there any goals that you feel like you're proud of that you've been killing it? Are there any things that you realized, oh, I'm not really attracted to that anymore. I wanted to pivot. Um, and just, yeah, where everyone is at. So do you want, should we start first with Melody Tracy? Who wants to go first? I can go first. Do you want me to go first? On this? I, I sure. Don't I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'm like, I can tell just, <clears throat> excuse me. So I made a few goals that were just kind of on my vision board that I put up for this year. And uh, one thing that I put on there was to take a few violin lessons. And I realized that's not really something I want to do. That's something I'm attracted to. It's not, I mean, it's something I'm, I admire, but I'm not really attracted to. There is a little bit of attraction there still. I guess there is a little bit of attraction, but it's not super strong. It's more of an admiration than it is an attraction. So at least I was able to discern that regarding that goal. The other thing is, is that I told myself that I would take myself on a date on the first or 31st of every month. So I haven't done that. I've done it a couple of times. The last time I did it, I ended up discovering that I don't like to be by myself when I do certain things. And so it was an interesting moment where I was like, I'd rather share this. Uh, and so sometimes I think I also need to look at the activity and say, is this an activity I want to do by myself or is this an activity I'd rather do with somebody else? So that was something I learned about myself during that uh, event. But I do think I'd like to take myself on dates more often just so that you can have input because when you do things like that, According to the book, The Artist's Way, the reason why you take yourself on a date is because you actually get more input so that you're a more creative being. So creativity comes from outside sources and from exposing yourself to things like even going on a walk with yourself into a different area or to or taking yourself to an art museum or going to a place, a new place to eat. All those things give you new stimulus and they provide new ideas and new experiences different interactions with people. And so that's part of the power of taking yourself on a date is that it actually supports your creativity. So diversity of experience creates supports creativity. So that's why I created that goal. And I would like to get back to just doing at least something for myself. It doesn't have to be the whole day, but I just wanna make sure that I'm taking myself on a date every other week or something like that. So I think I just need to get more clear about that one. But I have done a little bit of that. And then also reading a book every single like 12 books this year. And, you know, Tracy is the ultimate half book reader. So if you count up all the half books, I've read that many. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I have read actually a few books. I read um, A Walk in My Shoes with uh, Ben Shalati. It's an LDS perspective on being gay in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's a really good book. I really highly recommend that one. And then this book, You're Not Listening by Kate Murphy. Um, I'm, I'm to the conclusion on this book. So this book has been so good. And then Letting Go from December, I read that book. But um, 
I don't have, and then I started a couple of others, but I haven't finished them. So, uh, and I don't know if I will actually finish those books, but just sort of looking at my reading habits, it's, I don't know if I care about finishing books, but uh, I do care about reading here and there. So that's something. And then, uh, then I also made a goal uh, regarding um, my, just kind of figuring out my niche with podcasting. And Steph and I have actually talked about one of my new ideas that I got and from this past Utah Podcast Coalition. So uh, there's, there is sort of, I'm still like thinking, I still ruminate over the podcast thing and sort of try to figure out how I'm going to pivot on that. So there's a lot of things actually on my little like list of things to my, my goals and everything, but I am making some headway and actually having that visual reminder of my goals has been really helpful. I will say like on a subconscious and conscious level, I do think I'm aware that those goals are there. And then of course my pickleball twice a week. And I've basically been consistent in that so far. Good job, Tracy. Good job, Tracy. <laughs> Melody, did you, do you need more time to think or are you good? Um. I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> um, first of all, Tracy, thank you for saying what you were saying. It's just, I don't know. I I also haven't done everything that I said I was going to do. And it's just interesting, like, what you say you're going to do versus what you end up actually doing. One of my goals, I also have a goal to read one book a month this year. And you've read more than I have. I've read a book and a half. <laughs> so... I've almost done, this is what I do is I get really excited about a book and then I literally, I don't know why I do this. Like I read up until like the last two or three chapters and then I get bored and then I don't touch it. And, but I'm like, if I could just sit down for 30 minutes, I could finish this book, you know? So I still have, um, I read range, which that's an amazing, amazing, amazing book. If, if you are a like multi-interested person, Range is a phenomenal book. Um, I read Range and then Born to Run. That's the one where I, I have like 50 pages left and I could finish it in like a couple hours. Um, and then I started reading Letting Go. And Tracy, I actually, I don't know if you're one to lend books, but I would love to borrow that book because I was listening to it um, on Audible, but I don't know what, what was happening. But every time I, I would listen to it on runs, and it would just randomly stop and I'd have to open my phone and start it again. And it would just randomly stop. And it just got too annoying to keep pulling up my phone and starting it again. And then my audible trial expired and I never finished it. So I would love to finish letting go because I, I really was enjoying that book. Um, so that's one goal I had. Another goal that I had at the beginning of the year was to get to the point where I can meditate for an hour. Meditation has not happened at all. Like, at all. But the only time I've really meditated is when, Tracy extended uh, or had that challenge for us a few weeks ago. Um, and I, I still think that'd be good for me, but I don't know. I just, I can't get myself to, I just can't get myself to do it. I don't know. Um, another challenge or another goal I had was to get more familiar with the scripture stories. And I decided I found this website with, all of the scripture stories like simplified and laid out. And I was going to read through all of those. And I haven't read through all of those, but I've been teaching primary and 
I have a better understanding of the scripture stories than I ever have in my life teaching primary. So I, I really have, I really am starting to understand the scripture stories and um, I'm really excited about that. Um, a few other goals that I've set throughout the year is reading my scriptures more, which I have. I've been, I've been reading them every day and, and I'm going through them very slowly. Um, this is just how, this is always how I've read the scriptures. I, I can't, I don't just sit down and read through it like a book. Um, it's very, like sometimes I just read a couple verses or I read half a chapter and, and I've been doing this for a few weeks now and I'm like, I think I'm like first Nephi chapter five right now. Like it, I just go through it so slow, but um, I'm really enjoying it. And um, I've been doing my prayer journaling. I think that's been the biggest uh, success of this year so far. Uh, and that, so that's a consistent practice like that. That's become a habit now. And, um, and then I also had a goal to, train for the dead horse 50 at the end of the year and beat Jacob's time, which was, it was like 11 hours, 20 minutes or something like that, which I'm still, I, that still is a goal. And I, I've been training Jacob and I have also committed to the U 100 in August. So that's, that's kind of our next big goal. We have, um, a 50k with 14,000 feet of climbing in seven weeks. So that's our next race to prepare us for U100, and that's that's probably where I've been the most consistent with anything is just in my uh, exercise and training. So, anyways, that's where I'm at with things. So there's been things I've stuck to and things I haven't. I basically, long story short, if it involves not thinking and moving my body, I can do it. Anything that involves slowing down and using my brain, that's when I have a hard time. <laughs> well, and I'm just impressed because last weekend you were sick and you did five hours on the treadmill. And both Tracy and I were like, five hours on the treadmill? Like, because you had a year incline and you did like 20 miles. Like, that's so impressive. Did you have it like all the way up? I did not for the entire time. What I, I would like run for flat for an hour and then I incline full for an hour, flat for an hour, incline full for an hour. I mean, that is impressive. <laughs> See, that, that's sitting there like, who is this? Person? Right? <laughs> I did have some weird looks. I, I had some people come up to me and they're like, how long have you been here? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, well, yeah, because people don't see the treadmill all the way inclined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it I was proud of that that was fun see that's I don't I, I guess I will say like I'm proud of that like it is kind of cool to say that um but at the same time I'm like oh but that's just like what I'm good at like I'm I'm good at turning off my brain and just moving like that's I've just have always been good at that but um yeah when it comes to slowing down and using my brain like like really thinking or um I just, I've always had a hard time with that. And I really would, I want to be a better thinker. I want to be a better, I want to be better at using my brain. I just, that's just hard for me. So. It starts with, it starts with supportive language. Your it's brain true. does work and you are smart and your brain does support you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Tracy. Tracy just came out. <laughs> 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 Love it. Well, and I think 
what I've liked from both of yours is like that I I do feel like this year we are accomplishing a lot, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that until you really think of all the things that you're doing. Like Tracy, in January, did you think that you would be doing an event? I think I hoped I would. Yeah. Yeah, you I hoped I did, but I'm actually doing it, yeah. Yeah. And like Melody, I just feel like this year, like you've with like running and even seeing you as a coach you've gotten so much more clear with us of like what to do thank you it's true so it's been and it's been cool for you to see how you're constantly trying to be like okay is this the what i'm supposed to be doing is this my purpose and yeah, so I feel like, um, yeah, everyone's growing. I made up some stats for myself because I was tracking this on my phone. My phone is dead. And um, so here's my made up stats. <laughs> I'm going to start with the highest. I would say spiritually I'm at 75%. I have some goals I'm working on. I'm close to those. I've been getting in the habit of um, consistently praying reading my scriptures. So, you know, that's probably the most important one. So good thing I'm 75% because the other ones, let's go down to my lowest one. My personal audio and reminisce audio, I'm at like 5%. And here's what I discovered. So yesterday we had a day of recording and I am so excited to share each of those episodes. Like I couldn't stop talking about them. I am so jazzed and I realized if I am not excited to share an episode, I shouldn't be recording it. And there were, there's like um, two or three of my old audio files that I'm really excited about, but there's more that I'm not excited about from two years ago and that's why I didn't release them. <laughs> so, and I think that's okay. I don't know if I have to, you know? And then, you see the sign behind me, Reminisce Audio. I think that I've been attracted to, I, I've been uh, admiring Reminisce Audio and this whole idea, but I really don't know if I'm attracted to it because I feel so fulfilled with my day job that I don't feel like, but I've also invested so much money in this that I'm like, well, why not? And when I'm recording people, it's just fun hearing people's stories but I'm not as gunko to go after this, if that makes sense. So that's true from an outsider's perspective. That <laughs> and that's okay. I don't, I don't need to be, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. What good clarity. Woo! Yeah. And I think that gives me, cause I've been like, Oh, I've been slacking. I'm like, no, I actually don't feel this need to do this, but I'm not going to get rid of it because I flipping got it trademarked. <laughs> and spend a lot of money on stuff for it. So, but it's okay, you know? So, um, so I would say that's 5% relationships would be, so I have my relationship goal with self, my friends, my family, and then like romantic relationships. I would say I'm at 50% there. And part of that is I stopped being as, um, as focused on relationships and started being more focused on my habits. Um, financially, I'm at 20%. I made my budget, I started tracking, and then I stopped. So I can up that. And then fun. 
I would say I'm at 20% as well. So I can do a lot better in that category. And so, I mean, yes, these are made up stats, but, <laughs> but they're really where I feel like I'm at. Um, but it's okay because stuff has shifted, but I, I do want to, like, I really do want to do Notable Peeps and Utah Fan Club. That's not something that I just admire. Like, I, I have some people that I really want to record, but I feel like I can't do anything because I have these other episodes. So I think I just need to decide, am I going to scrap them? Because quite honestly, it's embarrassing to email someone two years later, almost three years later, and say, here's your audio. Like, when now I'm doing this professionally. And, and some of the stuff was controversial, and that's why I didn't want to post it, especially back in 2020 during everything. So... Anyways, those are just my, and that's okay if I don't post them, but if I want to be doing it, I need to get back in the groove, so. I also want to say, like, what is your category? Where is your fire for your work? That's under audio. Oh, that's under audio. What did you give yourself on that? Well, I guess 10, so I guess it's not under audio. <laughs> I don't... You know, I feel like the work one is its own category, probably. And I would give myself 150 on that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, Steph is completely undercutting, like, how much enthusiasm, joy, and, like, effort she brings to her work and how incredibly blessed they are to have her. But I just have to say that she's an incredibly dynamic worker. And so... Like 150% is right about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like that's even um, not enough. I would say like 300%. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are nice. <laughs> but uh, like it also makes me realize like I, I don't want to be um, like putting all my effort into that. Like I, there's these other fires that I need to be stoking. And so, yeah, but thank you. Thank you for those kind words. So, um, but you know, I, I feel like, uh, yes, I was not prepared for today, but sometimes it's nice to not have an agenda and just see where the kind conversation goes. A free flow, yeah. Yeah, is there anything, we have a few minutes, is there anything that you're hoping to see like this next quarter? Um, or are you guys just going with the flow? I'm not going to go with the flow. No. And by that, I mean, I have been doing better at my AM routine. And like, that is pretty transformational. Like having an AM routine reminds me that it, it makes a difference in getting up, getting ready, getting going. Like there's just... I need sort of that structure of the day. Like I personally need it, I think. And so I think that that has been reaffirmed to me. So I'm going to try to just continue to be like, maintain the consistency of my routine, my morning routine. And then I think a big part of it for me is I have some goals with, you know, building my family. And so I'm going to try to align my health goals with that, with having a family and being you know, just not extreme, but, but being open to like, how am I going to support my body and my health and my, in that way for that specific goal? 
And then I think also just for myself personally, I do want to keep reading and I actually want to be more consistent in the reading. And so I think for me, I would like to create some integrated reading into my morning routine or have it be part of my night routine. I do read, I did, I did, I did used to read at night. And so I'm kind of like, maybe I can go back to reading at night so that I do get reading in every day. Cause I just, I like reading and I want to do it more on a consistent basis. So that is something that I do value. And then I think for me, um, I, I just, I'm still going to think a little bit more on this kind of reevaluating the quarter, but just the business aspect of it. Am I, 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 that professional piece of it, I've really got to sort of put into place in regards to, um, yeah, just kind of buckling down on the, on the coaching thing and seeing like, Hey, am I going to really go for this for this time of my life? And just doing the podcast and things like that for it to support it. Or am I just gonna, um, I don't know, like something's got to, there's got to be some kind of a plan I make for that. So I would love to put that on my goals for the next quarter. It's just like, what is my professional goals regarding that? I'm not super clear, clearly. I love it though. Sounds good. Melody, what about you? So I think my big goal for this next quarter is to also just get more clear on what I want, what I'm doing. I feel like I'm not really in a place right now where I can set goals because I just, I don't really know what I want right now. And I think I'm just, I just am really confused right now about who I am, what I'm doing. And so I think my goal for this quarter is to just discover myself more and get more clear on who I am and what I'm doing. And, um, I want to experience more things because I think that's going to help me learn about myself. So I want to try some new things, um, get on my comfort zone a little bit and just, I don't know. I just want to open up some doors that I haven't considered opening before and, and just explore a little bit so I can get more clear. I love that. Um, as I think about, the next, like, I mean, because really the end of second quarter is in 60 days, right? And so I am starting a 250-day challenge that I created for myself because I've realized I need big things to keep me going and then broken down to small goals. So I hope to be 60 days into that challenge, um, which is will be amazing just thinking about that. And then um, I am so excited to get to the mountains. So Melody discovered a while back about me that I like I thrive in the mountains. And so I want to go and do um, a few runs up my favorite canyon, Miller Creek. And because they have the top closed. And so just um, I want to make sure that I'm making the mountains a priority, especially as it's getting warmer, whether that's hiking or running, because that that brings me so much joy. Um, so that and then um, and then I just want to like raise that financial goal and that fun goal, you know, because I'm at 20 percent, raise it to at least 50. 75 will be nice. I mean, I'm not shooting for perfection, but if I can just move it up a little bit. So, so those are the big things that I am going to work on.
awesome. I love it. I did want to say backtracking just really quick stuff when you're giving us your stats. I do think it's awesome that your highest percentage was in the spiritual realm, right? You know, I knew I was missing one, but I was missing the physical fire. And I actually feel like I've been doing better <laughs> in that fire as well. So I was like, where's my running fire, you know? So, um, but yeah, I do feel like, I do feel good that like my spiritual one is high, but I would say behind that would be running. Um, just because besides last week, I've been getting more mileage than I have for a long time. So anyways, and that's why you need your phone because it would show me that. And I think that it's just having that reminder of like, Okay, reminding myself weekly what I want to do in all these categories. And to focus on the fire, because I think we talked a lot about that at the beginning, but we've sort of stopped. But I want to keep on thinking about, okay, what fire needs a little bit more stoking? What needs a little bit more wood or energy or whatever, you know? So, okay. Well, thanks guys so much. And for all of you listening, we don't have a challenge this week, but I guess the challenge is to just evaluate where you've been this year and what you want to do and what you are what you admire and what you're attracted to so thanks for listening and focus on the fire